You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Big week, you know, got to really, got to go on the road versus a really good football team with great players and great coaches. And uh, we got to have a great week of practice in preparation uh, for that challenge. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. Super Wild Card Weekend does not begin to describe the moment we witnessed Sunday night. As Baker and the Browns bought about a stunning end to the Steeler domination in the catch-up capital by a count of 48-37. to But a far more daunting task lies just beyond the horizon as your Cleveland Browns venture into the home of Mahomes, looking to dole out some misery in Kansas City. Well, to help us gain an understanding of the opposition's position, we've reached out past the Ozarks to Chiefs outsider Anthony of Arrowhead Guys. Hi, I'm Anthony Stratton of ArrowheadGuys.com. Well, Anthony, it's great to hear from you. Thank you for taking your time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. For the record, Anthony TATU can be found at Arrowhead Guys on Twitter. So, Anthony, for starters, congratulations on an outstanding season and a fine 14-2 record. What is the status of that fan base? What was it like for you to take in this super wildcard weekend from the sidelines? Chiefs fans are pretty excited going into the offseason. Uh, you know, we finished as the number one seed. We're coming off a Super Bowl win last year. The, the expectations are pretty high for this team. Uh, going into the season, you know, there were a lot of a lot of people's uh pick to win the Super Bowl again on a repeat. Uh, as, as far as, you know, watching the, you know, wild card weekend or the super wild card weekend, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, it was nice and relaxing. I didn't have to worry about uh, getting my team bounced. Uh, there were some good games and there were some not so good games. Uh, the NFC matchups just kind of fell flat for me. Uh, we had some pretty good AFC matchups. Uh, would have liked to see the Colts beat the Bills, but uh, I was pretty pleased to see the uh, the Cleveland Browns just decimate the Steelers and embarrass them from the get-go uh, because I'm pretty sure the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are fairly universally hated by anyone other than Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Nice job reading the room. There are a lot of natural and compelling storylines going into this contest, for example. This weekend, you will welcome the former exile Kareem Hunt back to Kansas City. He was incredibly emotional watching your team take down last year's Lombardi. The narratives definitely abound. Do you still have a soft spot for him? How does this fan base view his time there and his departure? Wow, uh, Kareem Hunt is kind of a touchy subject. Uh, I think Kansas City fans are, are fairly split 50-50. Uh, you have a lot of people that, you know, wish that things hadn't gone the way they had and that, you know, he was still with the, the Chiefs, obviously, because he's a fantastic player. And then you also have the other 50% that have just kind of moved on. You know, they they recognized he made a mistake and uh, with what he had going on at the time and the fact that he lied to the organization about it, which uh, I think is really the key to him having been released the way he was, was that he wasn't up front with Andy Reid about it. Um, 
you just have some fans that have moved on and and you know think he's a, a piece of crap and you know are happy he's gone or don't care or you know kind of ambiguous towards it um but you you still do have quite a bit of the fans that you know kind of yearn to have that running back back that you know closes out games and and bullies people over uh i i know i'm more towards the latter part of that group uh i i certainly wish things had gone differently and that you know we were able to retain them but again that's kind of a water under the bridge we'll see if the, any of the chiefs players uh uh have anything in their in it for him with his uh you know its personal comments but uh i expect it to be uh nothing but respect there have been a couple hiccups here, but the team rewarded him this offseason, and he's rewarded fans with some of the most passionate, determined running you could imagine as a part of the K9 combo. <laughs> the second big storyline in this one is the Baker versus Mahomes saga. Are you anticipating an explosive renewal of that rivalry? Does Mahomes bring this team an air of invincibility? You know, I don't really view there being a whole lot of Mahomes versus Baker. Uh kind of rivalry uh i I know there's some of that going back to college but i think at at this point in his career you know mahomes has moved on uh you know he's 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 done bigger better things and and that's really probably uh something he really doesn't hold a lot of uh uh, ill will against and i know uh, baker's probably too busy filming commercials uh and dancing to uh to worry about it that much either uh um it just depends, you know, what, what, what game are we going to get? Um, we, we've seen the Chiefs struggle the last few weeks with the with their offensive line breaking down and Mahomes um, not getting protection. So are we going to get that, that explosive game that a lot of us want where, you know, it's, you know, teams dropping 50 burgers on each other back and forth? Or is it going to be an ugly game? I mean, uh, I, I see a lot of fans calling for the Chiefs to drop 50, and um, I'm really haven't watched a whole lot of Cleveland. I, I know that, you know, they've had their ups and downs as well, but I'd almost lean towards this being more of a 21-28 type of game. Um, maybe not pretty and a lot of running game and just, you know, maybe not a defensive slug match, but not the offensive powerhouses that we're expecting. Kind of surprised to hear you say that. We'll see what happens Sunday afternoon. But from my vantage point, this seems like a Big 12 shootout all day long. (laughs) Well, somewhere this weekend, John Dorsey must be experiencing a certain high level of irony watching this contest. How do fans there regard John Dorsey? Would you recommend him to a sympathetic fan base as a choice for general manager? John Dorsey is another interesting subject in Kansas City with fans. Uh, much like Kareem Hunt, it's, it's kind of split where you have a lot of fans that look at John Dorsey and the, the players on the team still that he drafted versus new GM Brett Veach and, you know, kind of look back and go, well, I mean, John Dorsey really put the bulk of this team together. Uh, if you list Kansas City's best five players, you got Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, uh, Tyron Matthew, maybe Frank Clark, or Chris Jones, one of the two. Brett Veach didn't draft a single one of those players, and uh, John Dorsey did, other than Tyron Matthew, who was brought in free agency, and Frank Clark, who was brought in on a trade. Uh, And I think that, you know, you look at Cleveland, you're going to see a very 
large bulk of that team also is put together of players of John Dorsey's uh, drafting. Now, I know that there are some issues with his personality in Kansas City, and that's kind of what ended up being the uh, his demise here. Uh, apparently, he didn't get along so well with players, and he had a rough way of uh, doing things. Uh, just kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, I'm not really familiar with uh, you know the way his uh, career transpired in Cleveland, but if it was a similar thing, personally, I don't care about that. I want the guy who's going to draft better players because at the end of the day, if you want to have sustained success in the NFL, you have to have quality players playing on rookie contracts. And one of my biggest gripes with our new general manager, Brett Veach, is that he went out and he signed a bunch of free agents to high-priced contracts and traded high draft picks for guys like Frank Clark. And yeah, it got us the Super Bowl and a lot of fans are happy about that now. But I think long term that could come back to bite us when we're having cap issues again and starting to have to cut players and replace them. And you don't have that cupboard full of uh, young talent on rookie contracts. But for another team, I would certainly recommend John Dorsey get a hire. Uh, I, I would take him and his rough personality or whatever it was over an unknown quantity who you have to hope is going to be hitting on those first draft picks for you. I think that's invaluable. I mean, he stood at the top of the 2018 draft class and took Baker for this organization. A cat who can hit on those picks when it matters, it's its incredible, man. If he goes into an organization where there's some stable ownership and he's free to pick the best coach at the start and actually be the man of an organization, he could make somebody really, really happy. <laughs> at the same time, I am very, very happy with the management here in Cleveland right now. Wouldn't have it any other way. Andrew Barry and the type of organizational symbiosis we have here is a complete breath of fresh air. <laughs> but say what you want about the man. The talent he assembled is going to be on display on both sidelines of this upcoming contest. <laughs> so what do you see happening? What are the keys to victory in this game? Who do you see advancing? And do you have a final score for us? Like I said earlier, uh, I think a lot of people are going to expect Kansas City to score at will in this game. Um, and I think you're going to see various opinions on on how well the, the Browns perform offensively. I tend to think that it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle for Kansas City. We've been down several offensive linemen this year. Uh, still not sure if uh, your old uh, friend uh, Mitchell Schwartz is going to be available at right tackle for the Chiefs. Um, so I don't think that the, the Chiefs are really going to come out and be dropping 50 burgers like a lot of people are saying. Um, I really think that the key to advancing for the Chiefs is to not make mistakes. And we've seen them uh, in a couple games this year where uh, they've gotten down, uh, they've had a few uh, turnovers, a couple of players with fumbles. Uh, for the Chiefs, I think their key to victory is not making those mistakes, just going out there and executing. I think if, if you look at the rosters, the Chiefs definitely have an advantage. They have you know, just a litany of explosive players on offense. And when they're clicking, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that can stop them, but they haven't been clicking. So again, I think their key to victory is to just go out and not make any mistakes. Now for the Browns, for the Browns to beat the Chiefs, I think that they can't just not make mistakes. They're going to have to go out and make plays, uh, especially on defense. If they can force a uh, 
a couple turnovers in this game, either interceptions or forced fumbles, uh, not just on defense, but on special teams where we've had some issues with fumbling from returner McCole Hardman. That's going to be the key for the Browns, I think. They have to get those extra possessions like they did against the Steelers, uh, where they were able to jump out on that 28 nothing lead against uh, Big Ben and his fat, lazy hands. Uh, <clears throat> So for the Browns, I think they, they really have to go out and make plays. Uh, <clears throat> they're going to have to call an aggressive game. Uh, and, and let's face it, they are they are the underdog. They're the lowest-seeded uh, team going against the, the highest-seeded team this next weekend. So they're going to have to go out and really just take it to the Chiefs and be aggressive if they want to come out with a victory on this. Uh, I don't think it's a game you know, where, where you're punting on fourth and one at, at the opponent's you know, 40 yard line, you're going to go for it. So I think those are going to be the things that are be critical for the, the Browns to coming away with a victory this week. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a, a real high scoring affair from the chiefs. Uh, if I had to pick a score, I'm going to go with, uh, we'll say 31 to 24 chiefs. Bro, I hope not. But in any case, this is excellent work. Anthony, thank you for taking the time to share it with us here on dogs by nature radio. Uh, before you get out of here, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? Either way, uh, congratulations to uh, the Cleveland Brown fan base on, you know, having this big playoff win for you guys. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are another team that, you know, we had the, you know, playoff curse and, and whatever you want to call it, where every time we got to the playoffs, just, you know, the absolutely worst thing you could ever imagine happened. And we finally got over it and we started winning some playoff games. And I know how great that feels. So uh, enjoy this last win, guys. And uh, I look forward to a good game next week. And I, I hope uh, I hope either way it goes, it's going to be a good game and, and nobody gets injured. Uh, you know, thanks for having me by again. Uh, that's Anthony Stratton from arrowheadguys.com. Uh, it's an open formatting uh, website. We have game threads. If any of you guys want to swing by and create an account and say hi and, and talk some, you know, friendly rivalry type stuff, uh, we'd be glad to have you. Uh, again, congrats on your big win, knocking out the Steelers. Uh, rest up this week and, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's all look forward to a good, clean game next week. Thanks again. Bye. Anthony, that was truly excellent work out of the heartland. Thank you for taking your time to share it with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious7. Take care and go Browns.